Hi everyone and welcome to Properly Cocked. This is the Warhammer 40,000 podcast which helps you uh, to build your list and play your game and be a little bit more competitive by just running through a whole lot of ideas ostensibly to get to a top five. And the top five could be in any category. This week we're kind of having a little bit of fun. We just want to look at the top five coolest units in the game of 40k and that could mean anything as Aaron finds out in this episode not everyone agrees with your definition of cool I think oh, the pose yeah. is amazing it looks so sick like mm-hmm. he's just about to decapitate someone or trip over or trip <laughs> <laughs> and then Aaron finds out that sometimes it's better to sell your idea than to you know justify it okay you're gonna love this one you, now Aaron have you seen the difference in the salesman <laughs> pitching his ideas versus you justifying yours this is how you sell hey you're gonna love this well i'll just come in with a more positive uh, <laughs> approach next time yeah boy have we got the number one choice for you and then aaron finally just gets sick of the whole game and wants to go home everyone's taking my oh, ideas i'm just going home now <laughs> so there's a lot to look forward to what are the top five coolest units in the game of warhammer 40,000? Let's meet the team and get started. Returning once again, and we'll go uh, my left to right, just because it makes sense in my brain, although it doesn't make any difference to you if you're listening. Um, Aaron Wilson, hello. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, really well. So uh, fresh off third place at Warp Storm 12, and now uh, got the shoulder tap for Masters, which is fantastic. Yeah, pretty happy about that. A bit, yeah. Unexpected, yeah. but happy. Yeah, well, obviously they've had to. Uh, they've, they've been in touch with forty or fifty guys who can't make it, and then uh, finally got down to you. And then yeah, old fifty-one <laughs> over here. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. It's a, a, you know, there's a lot of people try to get to masters, and the fact that you've been shoulder tapped is great. And and uh, in the New Zealand ETC team for yep. next year. Yep. Uh, welcome back, Sean Sullivan. G'day, g'day. Number one ranked player in the country, um, and. Uh, are you go- you're not going to the ETC, are you? No, no. Next no, year? No. no. Uh, sadly, I just can't afford it. It's yeah, quite a lot of money. That's right. This is not a professional sport. This is <laughs> this is a situation where we pay our own way if we want to go do stuff. Well, I'd be a bit worried if it was professional sport. Yeah, have you seen the, the fitness of these guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, you look at Aaron when you say that. <laughs> and uh, Brendan D, welcome back. Nice to see you. Hi, how you going? Yeah, good, good. Um, now we'll, we'll explain everyone's qualifications in the uh, on the website. Oh, by the way, I never I never introduced myself. Hi, I'm Steve Joel. I'm your friendly local uh, 40k uh, enthusiast. Although I'm not very good at the game, I just you know I like it a lot. That's all. We're only five or six in, you know. Only five or six episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You would think the not, professional not broadcaster <laughs> would remember introduce herself at the start of the episode. Um, you can catch us at uh, properlycocked.com. Uh, all the show notes and all the information for all of the episodes is all there. So let's crack into this one, the top five coolest units, just coolest. So this is probably the most subjective uh, category you could possibly have. There is no right or wrong answer, although we'll endeavour to make Aaron's just wrong <laughs> all the way through. There are no, he assures me there are no admic <laughs> selections. Cost my heart. There's no admic. After the debacle of last time. <laughs> no bias. So uh, we'll just crack into it, and as usual, the format, just, just so as you know, uh, listening, is that uh, each of our guests will tell me what their number five is, and then I will select from that list, from the, that group of three, an official number five, and then we'll, event, we'll end up with the top five official coolest units in the game of Warhammer 40,000. And along the way, hopefully, maybe you'll get some ideas, you know, finding out what some of these units do. You might even get some ideas and think, actually, I, I might even include that in a list that I'm building right now. Um, because there will always be stuff... 
and I found this so often, you know, just listening and, and watching battle reports, and I know we don't always love battle reports, but quite often you'll see things and just go, I didn't even know that, because there's stuff you read a codex over and over, and you just sometimes you don't notice everything. For example, the changeling gives Magnus a six-up invol, uh, sorry, six-up feel no pain, because he has the zinch demon keyword. So if the changeling is in your army, Magnus gets the six-up feel no pain, which I didn't notice reading the codex. It wasn't until I heard someone say it, I went, oh, oh yeah, that makes sense, of course. So that's one tiny little example. Aaron, give us your number five coolest unit in the game of Warhammer Forty Thousand. Uh, by the way, all these are all. We're all on board with these being current, current <laughs> units. Brendan, you're not gonna. Yes. <laughs> you and Sean aren't gonna do the uh, the the Muppets to old timers routine and just <laughs> long for the old days of the coolest things you wish you could bring back. Sadly, if we didn't have the current unit caveat, the list would be way over five units. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> all right, well, let's start with Aaron. Top uh, number five. All right, my number five uh, is a model that's not even out yet, uh, but I'm sure everyone's looking forward to it. Uh, Adeptus Sororitas Saffron, which is the uh, the jump pack unit. All right. Yeah, I've got a picture of it right Show here. Show us the picture. This is really good on, on radio. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that is, that's the jump pack with wings. What does she, I'm assuming, she do? She? Uh, well, she's got two bolt pistols. I guess she just flies and shoots, but she just looks really cool. The new the new scales of these uh, Battle Sisters models is uh, really nice. The, all the Battle Sisters yeah, stuff does looking, look pretty cool, neat. right? I mean, it's... Yeah, it's all. I think it's always been one of those sort of, well, as evidenced by the fact that the, what did they sell out in something like eight minutes online in the UK, two minutes in Australia? These battle boxes are just three minutes so, on Mighty Eight. At, at number five, the Battle Sisters Seraphim from uh, from Aaron. Uh, let's go to Sean. What's your number five? My number five is the Inquisitor Hector Rex. Oh, um, he's an amazing model. I've had him for a while. And the backstory for him is just amazing. He's like um, fought the Tyranids. He's got like a massive sword. He's over over strength, so he's at the same strength as a Space Marine. Right. And um, yeah, he's got some really cool, funky dudes with him. And with the new Inquisitor rules, Aaron was just telling me he kind of he gets to do some pretty cool stuff now, right? Oh, I actually haven't had a look at the rules. I know. Our mate over here can tell you a little bit more about this. What does he do? Well. Now you can give him a, a Warlord trait uh, for a command point, which uh, allows him to deny one extra spell and cast one extra spell and no one extra spell. So now he can deny a total of four spells, right. cast three spells, and being auto malleus, one of the spells he can cast, he can give a infantry or biker unit with the Imperium keyword a five-up invol save. Right. So now you can just take these in detachments. So you can uh, for free. It doesn't doesn't wreck the detachment or anything. So you can take it in Space Marines, and they don't lose their their doctrine as well. Right. So that's the other. See the Inquisitor rules. You can take an Inquisitor now, and they don't lose Space Marines. Don't lose their doctrine. It's just uh, which is you know it's why so wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, and points wise, he's not. Is he? Hundred and ten, I think. Okay. Yeah. And uh, if you buy him from Forge World, he comes with three little funky little um, acolytes to go with him. Yeah. And they just really look weird looking. Like exactly what you want from this game. Like, what's that guy? You're like, you, you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got yours from Forge World, didn't you, Aaron? I did. Yes. Uh, yeah. Some really, really nice guy went over there and bought it back from. <laughs> some, mm. some guy. Some guy. Some really good-looking local guy. <laughs> uh, so Hector X is okay. We accept he's very cool. Hey, now, can I ask, not to spoil anything, but have you got him in your list a bit further up? I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Brendan, what have you got at five? Uh, so I've got the classic choice, the Thunderhawk gunship. Now, oh. 
this and now these days we've got the Stormbird, which is bigger and a sleeker looking model. But ever since they brought out the lead Thunderhawk model back in the early 90s that came in a wooden box, it's always been people's dream model. It's like a hobby rite of passage to own one of these. It's you know that that thing you aspire to to have in your collection. And for how long now have we had persistent rumours of a plastic Thunderhawk? Everyone wants one. Right. They had to do uh, the Battle Sisters first. Yes, yeah, and after they've done everything else, but it's just one of those most wanted units. Every every marine player wants to have one. I dare you to mention it online, and then someone will immediately post the uh, that meme of what's his name, uh, you know, the British the British actor played Luther, going reset the clock. Yes. <laughs> as soon as you post any mention of plastic model, we need a plastic so reset the clock. Okay, so uh, Thunderhawk gunship. Any idea what it can do? We're going to talk about. Are we going to talk about what these things can do on the way through, or are we purely basing it on this is a cool model? Oh, if it's a standout, if it's something to stand out about it, yeah, why not? All right, why not? Okay, all right. So uh, the Thunderhawk gunship. Does it find its way to um, competitive play very often? No, no. It's it's too expensive to use in points wise to use in standard forty k games. You'd use it in apocalypse. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. but it is a cool model. Okay, I saw one br- brought to a tournament I went to in uh, London, and he won. Like everyone, just went over and bought him beers and everything for the whole time because <laughs> they're just like we've never ever seen one in person. And it was just, it was amazingly painted. I think he had like three things inside, and that's all he could afford in the whole army. <laughs> but he, it was just such a stunning model. All right, well, you uh, congratulations if it's just talked Brendan's suggestion into number five. That's great. Okay, so Brendan gets the Thunderhawk gunship into official number five in the top five coolest units. I like this category. Do you know one of the things about uh, the game is that it's just almost all of them are cool. Uh, Brendan sent through a list to the rest of us of the units that didn't make your top five. And I know we're not necessarily going to go through honourable mentions, but just there are so many, like, just to look at. The models are cool. This is why... I don't know about anyone else. This is why I got into it. My son dragged me into the the Wellington store, uh, which was near the cinema. We'd just been to the movies. My son, who was eight years old, dragged me into the store. And when we got in there, I was like, actually, this is cool. They just, you know, the models just look cool, right? Well, I just scrolled through every single unit on the Games Workshop and the Forgeworld websites. And my first list was like 50 things. You are taking this way too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's go to number four. And Aaron, what you got? Well, it was going to be uh, Hector Rex, but I'm going to tag him out for Greyfax. The other, uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I quite like her. She's very, uh, very neat looking. All right. Well, that means Hector might not make the list at all. Oh, yeah. yeah all right, Greyfax. Okay. <laughs> no, it's too late now. Greyfax. Yep. Greyfax is in. I don't think that gets me about that model is the high heels. It's just like <laughs> it's kind of like how would you fight in high heels? Yeah, I've seen so many movies where high heels have gone through eyes. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah, because movies are always real. <laughs> so is forty k. It's the funniest thing when people people take it so seriously. They're like, you know, they're arguing that this couldn't happen and this wouldn't happen and that wouldn't happen and it's not realistic. And I'm like, it's Warhammer forty thousand, what, man. What, what's more likely, high heels or a giant walking robot with a heavy bolter for a pistol? What? Yeah, that, that's been yeah. in heaps of movies though. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Avatar, boom, done. <laughs> uh, Inquisitor yeah. Greyfax is a very cool model. That you're right though. There is something about the the boots, the high boots, but also the thing that, with me is the hat. 
It's like I don't. It's, it's great. So it's got pilgrimy. It's very, yeah, the pilgrim. It's hat awesome. The, yeah, yeah, pilgrim yeah, hat in the boots. And they the, do have that inquisitor with the pistol that looks like he's from the wild west. Yeah, and I think I've got that model, and I, I just love that one because it's so themey. But some of them just look like the actual Spanish Inquisition. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, we could we could just do top five inquisitor. Coolest Inquisitor Inquisitor model. I think there's only five. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll make it then. (laughs) So, Inquisitor uh, Karamazov would win that. Ah, yeah, Karamazov. Is that the guy in the wheelchair? (laughs) The guy in the dreadnought. That's Professor X. (laughs) Oh, I thought that was a toilet, a giant walking toilet. (laughs) (laughs) I like this. This is good. Okay, Uh, Sean, what do you got? Number four. Uh, The graded demons, like you know how they brought out all the new plastic graded demons, but specifically like the Keeper of Secrets, but all of them just look stunning, but the Keeper of Secrets just is a different level. That is a, yeah, yeah, okay. That is a stunning model. This is uh, the Slanesh graded demon. I was, you know, one of the things, I love the um, the corn, uh, you know, the bloodthirsters of insensate rage. Just the name is, is cool. I don't know if you've seen the great clean one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Online, that, that, yeah. That, I still think that's the most terrifying one You're just like oh oh. Did someone just take sandpaper to it And just <laughs> got rid of have all you, the foils Have you seen what yes, we're talking about Yes I've seen about, the really? great clean one The great yes. clean one online yeah. it, uh, saw it, someone... it just reminds me of uh, Futurama When Bender became a human And he just got really fat <laughs> it's, it's very yeah. It, well it's very uh, I saw someone post uh, What happens when um, the great unclean ones turn, Turns to slanesh it's kind of looks, <laughs> it's gone very slanishy. But uh, yeah, the Keeper of Secrets. So are we specifically saying that model or are you, are you oh, making I'm it? D- just, a, just said unit. So I thought as a unit, if you're going to have that in your centerpiece in the army, normally everyone's just drawn to it. doesn't yeah, matter yeah. If, how good it is on the table. Normally everyone's just like, what does that do? That looks so cool. I feel sure that I saw um, Sam Witt running. Like, was it a Keeper of Secrets that he had at the Fields of Blood? I think it was the older model. No, no, no. He had the, um, he the, the new, keeper, he? new Keeper of Secrets. But the old um, the old Keeper of Secrets he was using was just a Demon Prince. Oh, okay. Because oh, okay. it's such a such a huge difference in scales now. Right. But he had a whole old Slaanesh army. Everything yeah. this old claws. It was great. Must have been dead every time I walked over there. Uh, <laughs> it was gone by then. Uh, and Brennan, what's your number four? Number four. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's the Dark Eldar Slythe. So I think oh, the... all I need to say for these guys, they are four-armed snake dude mercenaries who simultaneously wield a machine gun, a poison pistol, a machete, and a wolverine claw. Yeah. And stand around protecting their Archon. They're, they're part of the court of the Archon, right? So they can... Yes. Can they take so the wounds Arch... for him? or Is that how that works? Yes, yeah. they, they can. Well, Archons use them as bodyguards because other Dark Eldar can't be trusted. Right. But you can tr- definitely trust a four-armed snake dude. <laughs> yeah. I've well, got the thing, other humans have tried to hire them, and it's never worked out because what they don't understand is they don't care about money. The dark elder just pay them in drugs and slaves. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I uh, don't know about how, if other people do this, but but you know, armies come and go, and and you you like armies, and you paint up armies, and you might sell some, which Brennan recommends against. He says keep everything because it'll come back in. But um, the I've I've kept the models that I love the most on, on a, like a little shelf, the ones that I've painted up, and whether I play with them or not. And this, I call it the slith. What do you call it? The slithe. But slithe, slith. I what, don't, whatever I don't. it is. The snake dude. I've kept that guy on my little shelf because it is, it is such a cool-looking model. And 
you know, useful competitively sometimes, maybe. I don't know if people are included. In no, Sean's frowning at me. This is why you're crap at this game. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> if you've ever listened to a, um, a podcast called Splinter Mine, they have the Slith Party Bus. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really good 20-second clip, man. You should just try and just Google it because it's once you say that and you just listen to what you're saying about Slith now, you're just like, I can do the Slith Party Bus. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Is this, does, okay, yeah, no, I'll just listen to it. I was going to ask you to explain it, but that's like you doing someone else's jokes. Let's just listen to that. What is it called, sorry, the, the podcast? Uh, Splinter Mind. Splinter Mind. Splinter Mind, Slith Party Bus. Google it. Uh, do you know what? I'm, man, this is, a, this is tough because Inquisitor Grayfax, the Keeper of Secrets, and the Slith. I have the Slith, and I love the model, but I, I think I've got to put Keeper of Secrets in there just because... Of all the models that I covet for armies that I've got no intention of playing, the Keeper of Secrets is is the one. I mean, it's such a gorgeous... If you, if you think the new Keeper of Secrets is cool, you should go back and look at the original Rogue Trader one. It's even better. Are we going to do this all day with the... Everything was better in the olden days? Penance <laughs> <laughs> the king of... Oh, it came in a wooden box. Um, and it was a metal model. Uh, but the Keeper of Secrets, okay, that goes in at number four. So... Uh, Good work. All right, number three. Let's go to that now for Aaron. Uh, this one's a little bit more plain uh, than some of these other ones I'm hearing about. Uh, Sounds like justification. Yep, yep. It's probably not going to win. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. the, the new Phobos lieutenant who's uh, running forward with the smoke grenade on the ground. I think oh, the pose yeah. is amazing. It looks so sick. Like mm. He's just about to decapitate someone. Or trip over. Or trip, <laughs> trip over his own grenade. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, just the pose and, and the motion going forward and having the smoke grenade on the ground, just, it all adds to the, the theme and yeah, yeah. what's Lute, going on. Lute, I feel like a lieutenant, lieutenant, whatever we say in Phobos armor is something we, that we're seeing on the, um, on the tabletop a little bit at the moment as well with all the, I mean, everything is space marines, right? Everywhere you go, it's like the top, top 10 armies in any given tournament, 10 of them are space marines. Is that correct? No, no, no. About nine. Normally one Tau. <laughs> yeah, there's tau, tau number one, then Space Marines, Space Marines, Space Marines. I don't know how Tau's sneaking in there. Easy. What? 47 shield drones kind of ruins people's experience. Yeah, yeah. And but actually, do you know what the, the, uh, the Tau lists that have been doing really, really well are not your traditional stand at the back and shoot gun line lists. They are Brian Pauling, Paul, Paulin's list and Richard Siegler's list, which has the... 47 shield drones. It has a ton of shield drones and, and three, three reptiles. Command, and three commanders. And three commanders who jump out and do a whole lot of, you know, it's it's the play the long game yeah. movement well, the is very important. The way they play it is a lot different from what people think Tau should be played. Yeah, just park and shoot. Yeah, yeah. But they still, it's pretty much a typical Tau list. Like if you rock up to a table and you go, oh, I'm playing Tau, you go, three reptiles. You get to the table and go, three reptiles. Yeah. How many shield drones? Uh, 2020, three commanders, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the way they're doing it is just lots of really, really careful movement, waiting people out. Um, and the theory I've heard, and this is this is not, you know, we're getting away from the category here. But the theory I've heard from uh, guys like Nick Nanavati is that uh, if you're a top player with a different army, like Tau or whatever, then yeah, you can compete at these things. But if a if a top player with Tau comes up against a top player with Iron Hands or Raven Guard or White Scars or a combo. Then, then even then they're going to struggle, right? If you've got a, a top player with all, everything that is at the Marines' disposal right now, they're going to be very hard to beat. Oh, this would be a really good discussion to have in a list-building podcast. Yeah, or maybe, well, maybe we'll do that next time. <laughs> Not in the Coolest Units podcast. All right, Phobos, Lieutenant. That's, you, that's your fault. You've got to start it on that. Uh, what's your number three, Sean? Uh, my number three is good old Sly Marbo. 
Now, this guy is a stunning, <laughs> stunning model now. He wasn't so good back in the day, so that gets Brendan off my back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he has a funky rules. He's basically Rambo in space. And um, he can do some damage, but it's just the fact that he can say, I've got Rambo on the table, and he just appears out of nowhere, throws a, a normally like a, a demolisher charge, and then dies but um <laughs> it's died. really cool but, but so many units are like that they yeah. show up do something cool and then die that's it and there's about three short stories of him like like um you can find them online stuff yeah and um they're just they're actually really good 40k reads like you know he doesn't they're trying to pin medals to his chest and he just he doesn't want to take them to the jungle he's like they're just too shiny like yeah, yeah. put them in the box I'll, I'll be back later like it took me the longest time to realize marbo was rambo <laughs> and sly sylvester stallone like you go sly marbo or cool the cool looking model whatever but yeah it actually is literally rambo um and it's very hard to out cool that when when they introduced the new model everyone was kind of like through the roof with it right uh, Brendan, what have you got at number three? Uh, basically, any Deathcore or Creek unit. But if you've got to pick one, probably the Death Riders. So these are the Forge World, World War One esque greatcoat and gas mask guardsmen. Right. Okay. Well, I, do you know what? I don't even know these models, so uh, they can't they have, can't have you show not up. Seen them? <laughs> oh, okay. There we are. All right. Sorry, it's, if, if you're listening, uh, Aaron has got the photo on his phone. <laughs> Aaron's shaking his head in disgust. <laughs> You disagree? Not I no, mean, no. It's what? on my list. Was oh, was it? Yeah. Everyone's taking my oh, ideas. I'm just going home now. Uh, <laughs> taking my <laughs> ideas. One of the coolest things with the Death Corps, and there's, there's I mean, besides looking cool, the soldiers themselves. They come from this Death World where they nuke their own planet. They got no fear of death. And whereas most regiments will have commissars to keep them in line and to weed out cowardice. The Death Corps commissars are basically just there to stop them being too overly suicidally zealous. <laughs> they sound like orcs in um, yeah. orcs in human clothes. Yeah. So the, the Death Corps of Krieg. How come we don't see these guys on? The, are, are they a, a current available model? In expensive, a, yes. yeah, so expensive. Yeah. And what what faction are they? Are they Space Marines. They're Imperial Guard. Right. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, your squad of ten is going to set you back close to a hundred dollars, probably. Oh, expensive dollars-wise. Dollars-wise, yes. Okay, if you're listening in, in other countries, in New Zealand we pay more. I'm not. We, we don't want to get into that because I have no issue with it. I mean, they have to come. They have to go through Australia and get taxed there, and then come over here and then get taxed here and then get to the store. And you know, if you get into this hobby, uh, I like it. I think it's worth it. But yeah, things tend to cost more here. Not tend to. They all do. Just cost more here if you buy them retail than they are going to at retail stores anywhere else. So if you hear this and go, they're not a hundred dollars. They are here. Well, uh, before we started paying for Forge World in New Zealand dollars, they actually weren't that much different to what we paid for Plastic Guardsmen. Right, okay. So, so it, it wasn't wasn't as expensive as you would think. So Death Corps of Krieg are a Forge World? Again, so you yes. have to forgive me. I know, I, I've never seen them. I don't know anything about them. I, I've never heard of them. Well, they, they're just a guard regiment, and they are in the guard codex for right. 40K. Okay. They're just an alternate regiment. Okay. They've also got, like, two novels based on them. They fight Necrons in the... They're just mutually destructive. Right. One of the best yeah. short stories is about them shelling a town that surrendered after 11 years and they keep shelling it for the next <laughs> 20 or something like that. They just keep like, shelling it for yeah, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, so there was nothing left. It was like a prime example, like this big hive city and they just literally just keep bombarding it until it literally was rubble. Right. So they don't sound like nice people, the Death Corps of Krieg. 
No, but they're cool. But they're that, cool. That's the point of it. But they're cool. All right. Well, I, you know what? I've got to give that to Sly. The death core of Krieg sound amazing. Uh, your Phobos lieutenant's just a bit clean cut to be in this list oh, at all. Man. I feel like Sly would, you know, just smash his head in. Um, so Sly Marbo's going to take that at the number three spot. So, so far, at five is the Thunderhawk gunship. At four is the Keeper of Secrets, specifically. And at three is Sly Marbo. Honourable mention to the Death Corps of Creek and the Slith. I feel like we could just do honourable mentions all day. What's at number two, Aaron? Well, number two, Death Corps of Creek. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we're writing it down. The Death Corps of Creek. More, num- more lore to go behind them as well. Okay. Um, most worlds, uh, when they're um, giving troops to the Imperium War effort, uh, with Death Corps of Creek, they actually grow humans in tubes as opposed to just normal breeding. Right. Okay. So they, they they do it really dodgy way because they they uh, they went against the Imperium initially, and now they're kind of on a, a crusade. They have to give more troops than all the other planets to the to the Imperium to fight for them. So they've uh, found ways to get around that by just growing and growing. Just growing soldiers. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, <clears throat> all right. So we've we've heard a bit about Death Corps of Krieg already. Now we've heard a little more about them. Aaron's got them in at number two. What's your two, John? Uh, mine's the Skaran battle tank. Um, it's a forgeworld-only model, but it's um, it's just actually looks like a functional tank for once. Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of got like big wheels on it, oh, big tracks on it, so it can actually go quite fast. And in the game, it's really nice and it's good anti-air. So this is not the forgeworld uh, tank that looks like a hovercraft that has taken in a lot of, no. you know, it's got the big sort of front fenders. Do you mean the? Uh, oh. No, that's that's the Atreus, yeah, that's, I think, or something like that. Yeah, no, there's another. There's there's okay. one that there's one that you saw a lot until recently. Like basically every European list had three of these things, and they were just incredibly. Uh, Beard uses a lot of them in his um, Iron Guard army. The Sakaran. Oh, oh, I know the one you mean. The Sakaran. Yeah, yeah. 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 If uh, you wonder who wondering who Beard is from Tabletop Tactics, uh, he's one of the uh, the regulars on the Tabletop Tactics battle reports. So that's a uh, shout out to them. Uh, that's what uh, Aaron's referring to. So Sakaran Battle Tank, um, do you want to give us any more info on those? Um, uh, they come with three different kind of turret upgrades for the top. One's like a, a missile, uh, like a mortar missile launcher, yeah. which is really good at taking Marines. Um, then they have the autocannon one, which is the ones that I really like the most. And they're really good at taking out flyers or anything with flyability. Okay. Like plus one to hit... Uh, no, ignores all negative modifiers for it. Okay. So like you can knock planes out the sky. And are they are they points wise? Are they expensive? Are, we, are these things that we see in competitive play? So current uh, battle tanks? Um, not really. Um, I mean, with the new marines coming back, you never know what you're going to see again. Right. But um, I just love the model, and it's quite fast moving. It moves like 14 inches on the table, and right. Um, can take out flyers. It's just to me, it's a nice looking model. Yeah, yeah. That looks like a tank. Can take out flyers. Does good work. All right. Uh, what do you got at number two, Brendan? Uh, I've got Captain Badruck. So he's an orc in a pirate hat. That should be enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing else needs to be said. What's well, his name, the, Captain? The, Captain Badruck. Uh, there's a ton of great stories about him. No one knows how many of them are true. One of the best is that he single-handedly took out a Freeblade Knight armed only with a hair squig and several inebriated snotlings. <laughs> this sounds like the, again, it, it sort of sounds a bit like the Sly Marbo type stories where uh, you remember there was, um, there was that thing with Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris is so tough that, you know, whatever, whatever. 
his his uh, cereal doesn't go snap, crackle, pop. It goes, shh, here he comes. Uh, and then they did the same long list of he's so tough uh, about Richie McCaw, All Blacks captain. And then I also read exactly the same list of he's so tough about Sly Marbo. And it sounds, it sounds very much like Captain Badruck could do the same things. Uh, just so, lots of lots of stories, many of them dubious, you know. So, Badruck's signature weapon, he's, he's got a gun called the Ripper, which was a Ogren Ripper cannon that he's stolen and then modified, so now it fires unstable plasma canisters, <laughs> and he has to wear a lead-lined greatcoat so the, the radiation doesn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> he just sounds like a bad dude. I mean, all the orcs are, but Captain Badruck, again, this is not something we see a lot of. Uh, he's an HQ choice, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. He's but, a, yeah. He can do a whole pirate-themed orc army with him leading them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this is getting hard now. This is getting very <laughs> difficult to choose. I want to put the Death Corps of Krieg in because it got two mentions. Because uh, Brendan mentioned it and then Aaron mentioned it. So it must be pretty cool. And I don't, you know, I don't want to upset Aaron too much. <laughs> <laughs> Good choice. He, he's had nothing else go his way so far today. <clears throat> these are all great um, and again like if you're listening to this and you're just going well I have an orc army I've never heard of this let's look further into it or um, you know the Death Corps of Krieg even though dollar wise is expensive might be something you're looking at putting in if you do you have to have hate to cut back but if you uh, running Death Corps of Krieg does that can that be any of the available like catechins or um, or does it specifically have to be no well, they're like another regiment. The Catatrins are a regiment, the Cadians are a regiment, the Harlands okay. and Death Corps of Krieg are their own regiment. Okay, all right. I've seen a lot of people use Death, um, Death Corps of Krieg models. Death, yeah, Death Corps of Krieg models um, as HQs for um, Steel Legion because they, okay. they, they look so much cooler than the Steel Legion. Yeah. So you actually use yeah. them as the, all the HQ models right, and right. the bodyguards. Well, all, all Death do you know where the... The Death Corps actually, originally the Steel Legion models came out and then there was an alternate colour scheme for them where you'd paint skulls on the mask and that was the genesis of the Death Corps Krieg. Okay. And they were so popular that Forge World turned them into their own model line. Huh, there you go. Ask the guy that used to work for Games Workshop. <laughs> and, but I assume this knowledge goes back prior to that and this will be really cool uh, that was when you're the, voting for it. That, that was the Armageddon Crusade, so early 2000s. Right, okay. Back to the old days. Um, yeah. yeah, Death Corps Creek goes in at number two. <laughs> let's, let's cut to number one. And Aaron. Uh, my pick is not uh, exactly 40K. Every time it's, you do a pick, you've got to start it out with a little story justifying it's it. A, it's a 40K model that doesn't... I don't think it has rules for 40K yet. But well, it's, it's ineligible in this game. But I would use it in place of call. Oh, it's, it's, it's Dark Mechanicum. It's not Adeptus Mechanicum. Okay, just confirming that. Right. So, uh, boy, there is a there are there's a lot going on here before naming names. Why do I why do I try to uh, pronounce his name? Uh, Anacharis Scoria. Okay. Uh, and and again, we're going to get a photo. He's uh, basically a giant man that's just been turned into a big mechanical looking scorpion. Oh wow! Just, if that you, just if, looks like a pile of arms. Yeah. If if you, if you remember the old uh, Lost in Space movie with Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, <laughs> and you remember the bad guy at the end with all the arms because he got bit by the the alien and then right. Yeah, that's kind of what he looks like. That it's looks cool. like it actually yeah. looks like you bought a uh... wall of feet. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and. <laughs> But it's, it looks like a Molafiend bred with uh, the Admech uh, and in turn got uh, all the arms off of a... What am I trying to... What's the model that fixes, you know, that... 
the Marine Tech mon- Marines. Tech Marines. Thank you. Basically, looks like a bunch of Tech Marine arms stuck into its back. So the whole, of, the whole idea of a mech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's <laughs> a lot yeah. of dead tech marines then. <laughs> there is, yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's good. Uh, sorry, what did you say it was called? I just want to hear you say the name again. Oh, gosh, hold on. Uh, Anacharis Scoria. Anacharis. Anacharis Scoria. Okay, we can, if you Google it, if you want to see what it looks like, Google it and uh, it's worth it. Uh, what have you got in number one, Sean? Um, I've got the Primarchs because it's the coolest unit and... Every time you see a Primark on the table, it is great. All of the Primarchs? I'm just thinking all of them, because each one has its own theme. Like, if you like tsunamis, if you like being boring, you just get the Ultramarines. He looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, if you want Monterian, just for a giant moth, that's, that's what you're into. <laughs> it's like then it's all, all good. And then if you want a half-naked man for your, everyone's look at your half-naked man, then you're going to go Magnus. Magnus is easily the number one of those. Yeah. But I'm waiting for my, my, old, my ultimate one, which was Old Man Russ. Come back, yeah. But I would also love to see um, what's his name, a Vulcan come back, coming right. back. But just the idea of having a Primark, you, can, I can see a lot of people just buy that model first and then worry about all the rest. Exactly why I have a thousand suns slash demons army right now is is for Magnus. That's uh, the that was the whole thing. I mean, we are overdue for a, a good uh, Primark to come back. Right. Well, especially with Space Marines being so good now, like you know, <laughs> yeah. might as well just give them some another bonus. You know, Lemon Russ. Dawn. Oh, I Dawn. see. Yeah, the guy with the Imperial Fist Army on the shelf. Uh, yeah, very good. Um, uh, well, I don't know. I'd like uh, just saying any Primarch. Well, I guess. Or any and all the Primarchs. Well, you see the coolest unit, so that the yeah. unit is Primarchs. But um, well, I mean, Magnus is the coolest, and like the 30K ones are amazing, but we're not playing 30K. No, we're not playing 30K, Aaron. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, they're just so cool when they see them on the table. Oh. Yeah, that's what I thought. As, as soon as you yeah. see an army with that big thing on the table, you're like, oh, yeah. You see Gilliman, you see Mortarian, although he does look like a giant moth. But he's pretty cool. Uh, Brendan, what have you got? Okay, you're going to love this one. So <laughs> I've... Do you know, have you, now, Aaron, have you seen the difference in the salesman <laughs> pitching his ideas versus you justifying yours? This is how you sell. <laughs> hey, you're going to love this. Well, I'll just come in with a more... <laughs> Positive uh, <laughs> approach next time. Yeah, boy, have we got the number one choice for you? <laughs> right. yeah, unlike Cap, unlike Captain Badrock, you you will know who this guy is, Steve. It's Trazan the Infinite. Oh yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. I, there was a description of him on the internet that basically said he's like Doctor Doom crossed with a magpie and Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> uh, so this guy. Uh, he basically travels the galaxy and just stealing things to add to his collection. He's an eccentric loner and an obsessive collector, so he's basically your average 40k player. <laughs> uh, he wages war in order to maintain and expand his collection, often disregarding strategic and tactical considerations when doing so. Right. Again, like most 40k Which players. Which is why no one ever takes him in a <laughs> in a in an army, because uh, you know I'm saying it. You don't see him pop up at tournaments. <laughs> Because yeah. he's very but, cool, but he's not like a competitive choice, like most of these he things. May, he may be the only good piece of lore that Matt Ward ever wrote. Like, if you, Ouch. All the Trazine stories are some of the funniest 40k lore that's out there. I mean, you just read the things that he has stolen over the years and that he has in his collection. Right. I mean, you're talking about Primarchs. Amongst his collection, he has a perfect clone of Fulgrim, which he traded uh, Fabius Bile 18,000 Emperor's Children gene seed for. 
that was a good book. I love that book. Yeah. 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 Wow. This is. Do you know what's amazing about this is I'm learning that all you guys can read. This is. <laughs> That's surprising to most of us as well. Yeah. This he is good. Once stole an entire Tyranid hive fleet. He's stolen a Exodite World Spirit Shrine. He's got a Custode Marine, a Blood Angel Death Watch Marine in there. He's got several regiments of Australian Firstborn. Right. Uh, during the 13th Black Crusade, he came face-to-face with a Baden, and he just popped open one of his Tesseract uh, labyrinths and out popped an army of Ultramarines from the Horus Heresy he just had stashed away. Trazan the Infinite. I mean, I feel like that's, uh, that's big upping yourself to call yourself the Infinite. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, just, I think, purely based on the amount of research you've done and the, uh, the pitch... He's got to be the number one choice, so we're just going to put him in there at number one. So our official top five, <laughs> our official top five, and again, this is without doubt the like it's just completely subjective, right? So whatever you think is cool, it just it is. It's cool, even Anacharoscoria. If you think it's cool, then it's cool. You don't have to listen to other people who <laughs> might might not agree with that. Uh, but the official top five of the Thunderhawk gunship at number five. At number four, uh, Greater Demons in general, the Keeper of Secrets specifically. At number three is Sly Marbo. At number two, the Death Core of Krieg. And at number one, Trazan the Infinite, with an honourable mention to Magnus. <clears throat> Just because he's my favourite. Uh, favourite model that I own. Just love Magnus. And I love the fact that you can... Don't frown at me again when I say this, Sean. I feel like you can take him again now. I feel like Magnus is actually a viable option to take competitively uh, in the new... Have you seen him done up like Freddie Mercury? <laughs> he looks amazing. No, I have not seen him done up like Freddie Mercury. Is that something we need to Google? Yeah. Okay. So he's already half naked anyway, so they've just trimmed out the bottom. It's great. Okay, so the big takeaways from this episode of Properly Cocked are uh, that you need to Google the Slith Party Bus. Slith Party Bus. And uh, Magnus done up as Freddie Mercury. Okay, so if you if you got nothing else from this episode, oh, and the great clean one, <laughs> and the great clean one, which we have mentioned, which is very funny. Hey guys, thank you very much. Uh, really appreciate it. Aaron Wilson, Sean Sullivan, Brendan D. Thank you for uh, making yourselves available. Thank you. Uh, and we'll see you again next time. So just a um, preview of the next one, which Sean might have given away halfway through the episode. Uh, th- this was kind of a bit of fun coolest units I don't know if you're going to take much away in terms of building your next list to take to a tournament if that's the way you want to play the game but certainly in our next episode you will because that is the whole crux of the, ep- uh, the episode is the top five tips uh, for building a competitive list the top five things you've got to you know keep in mind when you're building your next list so hopefully you can join us in uh, we'll see you next time on Properly Copped If you want more of Properly Cocked, you can catch it at properlycocked.com. Full list of all the episodes, all the show notes, and all the information that you could possibly need on Warhammer 40,000. We'll catch you next time. (laughs) 